You're listening to the Crabtree's Chat Room, Season 1, Episode 2. What is up, y'all? We're back. What's going on? Today we're going to talk about addiction recovery and staying sober because, I don't know, I feel like it's really important to me. And I'm coming up on my four years for methamphetamines in April. Um, I recently just cut out drinking. Honestly, like freaking, I'm, I don't really consider myself an alcoholic because I don't feel the need to get up and drink in the morning. I don't feel the need to freaking have it. Like if I, if I don't have it, then I don't care. My only thing is the reason I'm cutting it out is because when I do drink, I tend to go overboard and shit just hits the fan. So I figured I'd just take it out all together and we'll count, we'll start counting the sober days for that too. But I wanted to talk about five ways that you can stay sober and some things I've learned to help with curbing the cravings in my addiction. Um, I mean, hell, like first you got to find, first you have to want help. That's the first thing. Like you can't, you can't just freaking, you can't force somebody to get sober. They have to want to help themselves. They got to figure out they got a problem on their own. As much as that sounds cold to a lot of y'all, like most people don't really care what you have to say until they realize they're ruining their own lives. Yeah, exactly. Like it, I mean, hell, when I was, when I was using back years ago, obviously since it's been four years, but when I was using a couple of years ago, freaking my whole family cut me off. Uh, my friends didn't want to talk to me freaking other than junkies that I was hanging out with. And I ended up putting myself in debt, freaking paying for me and somebody else to live together. And I was going to work and I was coming home and I was spending all my money on food, drugs, gas, and freaking just trying to live. And I was putting myself in debt, trying to live and do drugs at the same time. And it just wasn't working for me. You can't live and do drugs at the same time. You're either all about the drug or you go into a tremendous debt and it's mostly about the drug. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I'm going to go get this personal loan of two grand so I can go hop and skip it down the road with all the drugs I got. And I didn't pay rent for the last six months, but COVID saved my ass. Exactly. Like, I I was lucky I even freaking paid all my bills because freaking it's, I mean, hell, it could have gotten to a point where I stopped paying all my bills and started putting all that money towards drugs. But luckily, I was, I was lucky enough to realize I had a problem before that happened. But yeah, we want to talk about some ways you can freaking stay sober. So the first way is like, you definitely want to have a good support system, whether you're going to therapy, whether you're calling a sponsor. And I mean, like sponsors are really good to have. When I did have my sponsor at one point, like I could call at any time and usually she answered or she called me right back. And it's good to have somebody you can talk to like when you're having cravings or when you want to relapse because then you can sit there and be open with them as long as as long as you trust that person to be open with them, then you should feel like they should. What I mean by a good support system is like when you go and tell somebody, hey, I really want to use right now, they shouldn't be like, oh, that's not cool. You can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to fucking talk to you. Like, don't just bash somebody right away. If you say that, then someone could be like, okay, what can I do to help you? How can I take your mind off of it? What can we, what can we do 
to get rid of what's triggering you right now. And that kind of goes hand in hand with the second thing. Like you have to work through the trauma. You have to work through the pain. You have to heal from the past incidents that are causing you to want to use in the first place. And even if y'all need to go get self-help books, I mean, they help a lot. Ask Jasmine. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not just self-help books too. I mean, it could be like Ted talks, like Brene Brown is really good. She talks about shame and vulnerability and, I mean, Dr. Snipes was somebody I found the other day, and I watched a couple of PowerPoint presentations on addressing childhood trauma and where, like, how childhood trauma works and where it stems from. And I think in order to work on your trauma and work on your pain that's causing you to want to use or causing you to stay in your addiction is super important because you need to know the things that you need to know the things that trigger you and how to fix them. And you need to know that sometimes like in incidents, you're not always going to hear the I'm sorry that you need, or you're not always going to get the closure that you want. And sometimes we have to accept that sometimes silence is our closure or sometimes that person pretending like nothing happened and still isn't going to address it is our closure. No matter what it is, like you have to work through it and forgive them or try to forgive yourself because if you just let it sit there and stew, it's going to eat you alive. You're going to be depressed. You're going to be angry. You're going to lash out at other people who don't deserve it. And that's not fair. So you pretty much just made yourself a toxic person. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if you don't work through it, then you can't start to have that good support system around you because people aren't going to want to be around you. They're not going to be around. They're not going to want to be around someone who's depressed or angry all the time. That's emotionally draining. And they definitely don't want to be around somebody that cries wolf all the time. Those like, if you cry wolf all the time, just just uh, like get your fix or try to use somebody, and you've used them umpteen times. Don't be surprised if you get that cold shoulder "fuck you" attitude. Yeah, exactly. And all you can do is blame yourself in that type of situation. But some situations, some people just treat you wrong right off the damn bat, and there's nothing you can do about it. Just move on and accept it. Like not everybody's gonna like you. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes that's a hard pill to swallow. I mean, but you have to address it. And like, for me, I struggle with bipolar disorder. So a lot of times, like other than not working through my childhood trauma and what caused me to have some of the traits that I have that's contributing to my anger has really been a problem. But also, oh, I forgot where I was going there. It's okay. Let's just pick it up. Yeah, that's all right. We can come back to it. Sorry, y'all, technical difficulties. Oh, there we go. Okay, I know where I was going. No, with bipolar disorder, sometimes sometimes I am depressed or sad without reason. Sometimes I'm irritated or angry without reason. Sometimes I'm super overly happy and hyper without reason. Like, And sometimes I have to be more aware of whether it's trauma triggering me or whether it's my mental illness triggering me. So if you struggle with mental illness and you're trying to get rid of that, uh, like you're trying to use your addiction to get rid of that pain, like sometimes you just have to accept, like it's not sometimes, it's all the time. You're you're just going to have to accept that 90% of the time your emotions aren't going to be from that trauma and they're going to be from your mental illness if that's the case. 
So moving on to the next one, cut off toxic people. Oh yeah, toxic people. It can be anybody. It could be your brother, it could be your sister, it could be your best friend, it could be your mom, it could be your dad. Yeah, it could be literally anybody. And it could be some Joe Smo off the street you just met and you think he's your buddy, but then he's like, Come on, man, you wanna smoke this? You wanna smoke this? Come on, man, come on. Yeah, you, you really want to stay away from people that are energy draining, manipulative, freaking. I had a friend, acquaintance friend is what I'll call her. Um, I used to sit there and like I talked about in the last episode, I mean, hell, I freaking helped her with her hair an hour before work, freaking last minute when I really wanted to say no, but I did it anyways. And I should have said no because it was energy draining. And then when she wanted to freaking talk about her problems or I needed to talk about my problems, like she would just sit there and talk about hers all the time. And I couldn't even get a word out. And by the time freaking she was done, you know, and I had wanted to start, it was like, oh, oh, I got to go. I'll see you later. And that's another type of toxic person. Yeah. They care about themselves. Like they're the only ones in the world with problems. Like this woman she's talking about shit. I know Jasmine could kill to have her issues. You know, I mean, like her issues are like, everybody's got issues. That's not what I'm saying. Hers are invalid, but hers are just so low compared to the shit that we've been going through. Hers is like her, her issues are kind of like equivalent to like, oh my God, the house is a mess and I can't keep it clean. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying there. It's like exactly. I would, I would kill to have that as a problem and like, I don't know for her to just invalidate my feelings and emotionally cut me off. Like that shit really pissed me off. That shit really hurt, but it also contributed to my anger because it was a trigger to past trauma where people did that to me my entire life or freaking made me feel unsafe for expressing myself. So then it just shut, like made me want to shut down from people more and you got to cut people out like that. You can't have that around. The next thing you could do is you can journal. You can write down your feelings, mood tracker. Like I have this uh, app called Dailyo. I don't know if it's for Android, but I get to journal. I can put pictures in there. I can add goals to freaking work for towards the week. I can keep track of my mood and what triggers them. And I mean, it's really, it's really just a good app. So if you, if you're looking for something to help, keep track of your feelings and help you reflect more on yourself. Definitely look into like keeping a journal like that. For and it sure. has all these options to where you can sit there and it like guides you on what to write about and what to put in there. Yeah, exactly. Like journal it, prompts are really good. Even if they don't, even if you can't find a journal app that gives you journal prompts, which I doubt it, you could always go and Google some, you could always go on Pinterest and find journaling prompts right and even if you even if you don't want to do it with uh with your phone or on a laptop or whatever you can always go to like walmart or like staples or places like that and they already have journals with writing prompts already for you on the page printed out yeah i mean hell you don't even have even if you don't work well with writing prompts you could just go buy some cheap composition books some from the dollar store and just journal your feelings out it really doesn't matter but we're gonna stop for a second and take a break All right. The last thing that I can really think of, honestly, is exercise and hobbies. You can freaking do skating. Yoga is a good one. We started this routine with 15-minute yoga. 
we've been slacking on it, no bullshit, a little bit lately. But you know, we're gonna get back into it. But sometimes that shit's better than sex, guys. Calms your mind. You get all relaxed out. The tension in your body releases, like almost like it's almost like a form of having a massage if you do it right. And I mean, hell. It's a good way to start a habit, too, because, I mean, I know a lot of people, when they think yoga, they're like, oh, I have to sit there and meditate for an hour. Like, no. <laughs> no, what we do is just a 15-minute yoga routine. That's yeah, start it. start little, and if you want to work your way up there, then you can work your way up there. It's the same thing as lifting weights. You can't just start off with 100 pounds. you got to start off with 15 or 20 if that's all you can handle. And hobbies, as far as it goes for hobbies... You could play a sport like I play baseball or I'll go to the bar right around the street for most and start shooting pool. Most of the time their pool table's free. Yeah, or if you're an artist like me, like more on the creative side, I mean art therapy, recreational therapy like that is really good. Um, you could do painting, you could freaking do writing, you could do reading, you could make cups. I mean, I see a lot of people that have hobbies all over TikTok and Instagram. You could do bullet journaling, you could do freaking what else is there? You could do Metal Earth. People like to put Metal oh, Earth together. we got together. these things called Metal Earth. Check out Jasmine Says. I'll have her drop some pictures of the projects that we did together. We got a Coliseum. We've got some fancy church thing from back in the day. We, we got had a the Kawasaki dirt bike. We freaking, we fucked that shit. Up. That was the first one we ever did. And we kept losing parts. And we were like, ah, fuck it. It'll be all right. It'll look good. Now the front wheel won't even go on it. But that's okay. Because we did a whole bunch you know of other what? ones. We got the Parthenon too, don't we? Yeah, the Parthenon. Yeah. I made the Parthenon. Jasmine was gone for a little bit. And I made it for her all by myself. Surprising when she got back. Like, look, I made this for you, baby. I mean, Metal Earth is cool, guys. Like, they have freaking Harry Potter metal earth you can do a whole hogwarts cast yeah you can do the whole hogwarts harry potter ca castle out of like sheet metal and it's little parts that you pop out and freaking fold and put together and connect and everything and they're very intricate they're very advanced but they're like i mean stuff like that keep is, your hands busy keep yeah you occupied you keep, know, make you feel like you're accomplishing something and keep your mind occupied too like that's a good that's I mean, hell, you don't even need yoga for meditation. Freaking painting could be meditation. Bullet like journaling could be fishing meditation. Fishing could be meditation. Yeah. I love to fish. And I go out there, and it's quiet as hell unless I got my three-year-old with me. But if I'm, by, <laughs> if I'm by myself, all you hear is the water rushing, and you hear creatures, and you're just sitting out there in the dead nut quiet. A lot of people go crazy with that. But yeah, that's, like, that's, that's my type of therapy. Drawing, stuff like that. Anything that brings your mind to focus, to like, Focus your thoughts. Try writing short stories. Yeah, you could do. There's so much you could do, but I think I think that's really all we got today, guys. So I'm gonna stop the episode here. Um, I hope you had a great time listening. Don't forget to rate on iTunes. Don't forget to rate on Spotify or anywhere you can rate. Um, I set up the I set up a question for you guys on Spotify, asking what you want to listen to on this podcast. So you can answer that there, or you can go to my Facebook page, Jasmine Says, and drop comments. You can see more of what we do behind the scenes. I think we want to start recording us doing the podcast so yeah, you guys can see us. Yeah, I think we want to start us. recording like a little segment of the podcast for you guys to be like, oh, cool, let's click on it and see what they have to say. Yeah, I think TikTok Live. I think doing it on our TikTok Live Yeah, would I think be really TikTok would be a good way to do it. We can also do it on Facebook Live or like Instagram Live or do it on all three. Let us know, guys. Come on. Yeah. But we'll see you next week, Friday at 5 a.m. See ya.